Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. It's time to wake up, recover from last night's mess, and get your fix of Sports Caffeine. It's time to kickstart your day with the latest sports news and opinions. Get ready. Sports Caffeine is live in three, two, one. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Sports Caffeine. I am one of your hosts, L. Bushman. Alongside me is Chip, who is in secret agent land. Uh, he's been traveling about, but he is he is on the show with us. And, of course, from Set the Sales podcast, uh, James Ludeman. Guys, fellas, how's it going? How's everybody doing? Top of the morning. Or actually, top of the evening. Still feels like morning, though, here in secret agent land. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all right, man. Just uh, we're actually getting ready for the show tonight, and uh, gonna have some fun and, and talk some sports and stuff like that. It's good to be here, man. I love being here with you guys. Well, we appreciate it as well for filling in for Kristen. Uh, Kristen is back to work, so she's slinging drinks and uh, making it happen at the Longboat Key Club. So, I uh, hope everybody had a great uh, weekend. Mother's Day was yesterday, so a big shout out uh, to the mothers on Mother's Day, especially to my mother and my wife, who is a mother of our two children as well, and to your guys' mothers as well. So, happy Mother's Day. Hope everybody had a nice, relaxing uh, evening, saying hi to their mothers either through Zoom or through uh, Skype or through whatever means of communication as well. So, this is Sports. Caffeine. You can stream us live on fanstreamsports.com. Also, to download the app as well on your Android or Apple devices. You can catch us on Spreaker.com, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio as well. So, so first things first, guys, uh, one of the big stories in the news today was <clears throat> the MLB owners has put down a plan. The uh, plan is going to be going into effect if they get the players' union to say yes to it, that the season will start in July. Um, it's going to be reported that June will be having a, a spring training 2.0 where their home facilities and spring training complexes in Arizona and Florida, or they can stage their own spring training at their home complexes. And then the, the season will start July 1st, uh, and then we'll be off and running. They've also said that it will be traditional two leagues, same divisions and everything. Uh, postseason will be extended to 10 to 14 teams adding a second wild card round. And then finally, I don't know if anybody, everybody agrees with this, but there will be a universal DH now in the league. So let's get your guys. Uh, uh, Chips, I'm going to go with you first. I know you're a huge sure. baseball guy. So thoughts on the, on the plan for 2020? I mean, I think it, we all know that we want sports to, to get back quicker rather than later. And I think that, you know, a lot of the teams, uh, you know, are trying to take care of personnel besides the players uh, and the coaches. Everybody that works within an organization that doesn't have a huge salary, those people are suffering, and they're suffering bad right now because they're not they're not making any money. They can't really help to to cover them. A lot of the leagues and a lot of the players have tried to give back, which is good. But um, I'm excited about any plan that gets some sort of sports up and going here in the next little bit. Uh, and it seems like hopefully the major league is. Uh, got all the details uh, in front of the the players association and i hope they vote yes to uh to move forward the dh rule i think is going to be great 
uh, for a lot of teams, obviously, you have a younger player maybe who has a better bat than he does a glove. You're getting somebody some extra experience, uh, and you can also obviously sub one of your guys and, and maybe give somebody a rest day uh, if they're just going to hit instead of field. So um, this could be a jump-off point maybe to have a universal DH. Who knows? But definitely excited to uh, to get some baseball going and see some teams go at it. Do you like the idea of the expanded uh, postseason, though, from going from 10 to 14 teams? I mean, it's 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 a sign of the times. I mean, if we're in a normal league and everybody has time to, to get up and get moving and spring training and, you know, things weren't cut short, they're just giving more teams an opportunity, obviously, since we're all going to be in a, a truncated uh, timetable for everything to happen. So, I mean, it doesn't bother me. In a standard year, obviously, with no reason to extend or, or add more teams, it would be kind of weird, but no, that doesn't bother me. The other big thing in the proposal for 2020 is that this will be the first time that uh, Major League Baseball clubs will be willing to share the revenue with players. Um, so the NFL, <clears throat> the NFL, they, they give their players 47% of the revenue. NBA is between 49 and 51. Ba- Major League Baseball is looking to do a 50-50 split with their players. How big is that, James? Yeah, I think that's huge, and, and it's kind of interesting to note here that Scott Boris came out just actually a few moments ago and uh, actually encouraged the uh, the uh, Players Association actually to reject the owner's latest proposal. So that's kind of an interesting uh, little way. I, I'm not 100% sure if uh, the, the players are going to agree to a lot of this, but I will say I think for the players to come in and look at this and say, okay, we have an opportunity – to come and play baseball, I, I think the players would be more willing to lean toward playing baseball than not, uh, because they've seen how much it's really affected not just them but everybody. Um, so for them to come out and, and make this, you know, the owners today to, to get this proposal at least started. Uh, obviously, the negotiations are going to start probably if they haven't started already. They'll probably start tomorrow and into uh, later in the week. So. Uh, look, I think there's a lot of, of things that they're still going to have to figure out with this. Uh, I'm interested to see uh, the DH side of the National League. I think that would do nothing but help them. And I'm an American League guy, don't get me wrong. But um, I think any time that you can save your pitchers uh, in the National League, you, you go ahead and do that. Uh, and I think that's a great idea. So, look, I think there's still a lot more that has to be done. And, and hopefully they'll have something done before the weekend or maybe by the weekend. Uh, but I still think there's a lot of holes that they're going to need to fill uh, on this, you know, on the player side of it. I say, looking at this, I, th- I think you should just get it done. I mean, everybody wants sports. I mean, UFC's uh, UFC 249 this past weekend was huge, man. It was a big, oh, huge success. Like you, you don't. I mean, it was granted it, when list when watching the fights. I mean, not being able to hear any kind of crowd noise, and and Joe Rogan was like, and a response from nobody in the building right now was pretty funny too. So, um, it was different. I mean, but to you know, I, I applaud MLB for getting something going to get the wheels in motion because I think even the players are like, look, we want to play, man. We you know have testing available, have something there to to get us tested through the door. I mean, I, I think they've they've tested people already that are in major league sports, and it's like a point zero eight percent. I think that's what JP was saying on the show um, today. Was it was like a point zero eight percent? It's it's point zero eight percent. Sign me up. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna play. And if you're if I get it, I get it. I mean, there's there's means in place where I'm gonna get cured for it. But a lot of these guys, you know, they're not gonna be a success. They're not gonna be. I mean, yeah, everybody's at risk to it. But if you 
do it well. You test them when they come to the door. The, the, the door. I think it's going to be a fantastic thing to have Major League Baseball back. I mean, UFC has kind of laid the groundwork of how it's done, and now Major League Baseball is like, okay, let's let's get this going so that way people have something more to watch on TV, especially the players. They're itching to get back on the field. So I like this. This needs to get going. It's going to be an 82-game regular season, which, I mean, if this is a success, they can maybe chop down the 162 games and go down to 82, 82 regular games. And it's a good thing, too, the, uh, the All-Star game is going to be axed out, which I think everybody's okay with. Are you guys okay with the All-Star game being axed? Yes. Yeah, I, I I do. I, I think it's kind of one of those things where, you know, the All Star Game's cool, but it's not. You know, and I get it. It it does determine World Series home field advantage, which they just added a few years ago. So I, I'm not I'm not completely, uh, you know, disappointed about that. I think I think for the season that they're possibly going to have with 82 games, to expect them to do an All Star Game uh, in the middle of that just just doesn't make much sense to do anyway. Now I will say. If anybody is disappointed about the All-Star game being axed, then they could be happy about adding more teams to the playoffs for their teams who are kind of on the bubble last year. Uh, the the Rays, you know, would be excited about that. Although, you know, I think they're going to play better this year anyway. But um, well, they made, they you know, made it to the, they made it the divisional series, so I mean, well, the, the wild that's card what I'm, for them. Right, that's what I'm saying. But they'll have they'll have a better opportunity as far as getting into the playoffs. Now there really won't be a whole lot of doubt behind it, in my opinion. See, I think I, they're going to be very very good. If I was a players' association, I I don't like the expanded playoffs. I keep it the same. Keep it ten teams. I mean, two. It's it's getting to the point where every pro sports is going to almost be like March Madness, where hey, let's let everybody in. Make it one big tournament, and then uh, we'll we'll go from there. So, um, I think they're they're kind of doing that because they know that injuries are going to happen. These are athletes that usually train sometimes year round, who are going to be shoved into action with probably sixty days of regularly. They have something for months and months and months. Um, so, I mean, really, if this was to start early July, what they're targeting, I mean, that's only forty five days. Only a shade over, so in two months. So I think that they're expanding those teams and expanding those options because there's going to be players that get injured and things are going to have to shift. And if you have 10 teams and four of the teams lose some of their best players, then you're going to have a lot less you know, competitive games and you're going to have – that's where viewership's going to hurt you. And I think they're hurrying to get this to the table because they realize, A, they're losing money and losing revenue, but B, you want to try to get something – going and and hopefully have competitive games instead of having nosedive games, which if you go out there in the first month of the season, some of the best players in both leagues get hurt. Well, then all you've done is taken your best product with your best players and injure everyone. This was, uh, no, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, going back at it, I mean, I I think people at this point are like, you know what? I want to see as much baseball as I can. So if we got to extend the the playoffs or maybe another couple more weeks, I'm okay with that. And this, so I, I want to bring this back. This was a this was brought up on our show last week. Uh, Kristen was at Rafferty's and uh, she had a few, um, as, as as I'm sure uh, most as of she probably, does as she does from time to time. She's, uh, she's responsible. Um, <clears throat> Chip, she brought up the fact that um, you know if whoever wins the World Series could this could you put an asterisk next to it? And I said hell no. Like, why would you? I mean, even bringing up that conversation, a season is a season, even if it's abbreviated or not. Like, I wouldn't even put an asterisk against somebody that you know won the World Series. 
Oh yeah, and I mean, I think this is this speaks to you know our our country and sports are some of the only things that, regardless of what goes on, be it catastrophic things like nine eleven or you know sports are some of the things that pull us together as a nation. And I think that Major League Baseball, the NFL, uh, some of these you know larger organizations are trying to put something together that keeps their players safe, but also get sports back because. A lot of people need sports as the escape on the weekends to to watch baseball, to watch football, spend time with their families. Although this year they might be running outside from their families. <laughs> I was going to say yeah. to get away to get away from the wives and the kids, just to get out of the house, just to get away from everybody. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. I'm interested. I was I was reading over some of this plan because I'd heard about it. I looked at it a little bit. I know they do have one version of this that says should the regular season begin in early July, an All Star game would be at Dodger. Oh no, it says postponed. You're right. Excuse yeah. me. But they said minor leagues might not have a season at all, so they have 30-man active rosters and 20-player taxi squad, okay. which will be kind of like a travel, uh, like a you know for injuries and things like that. So I guess that can be composed of minor league players. They're saying that minor leagues though probably won't have a season. Uh, it's so yeah, it's that, it, that, well, that, and here's I don't yeah sucks. I don't know if, I don't know suck. about that. Well, and I think that would suck, especially for, for those, you, you know, you brought up the whole injury thing earlier. If you're looking at a guy coming in and he gets injured right out of the gate, I mean, somebody has to take his place. And yeah. if you don't have minor league to, to kind of be able to shift things around and to move around that way, I, I don't see them completely. Now, interestingly enough, and I know this is an unrelated sport, but, you know, in the, in the NHL, they just canceled the AHL for the entire season, which is Correct. their minor league hockey. So I think they they may be trying to take a page from that, but I think baseball is a little bit different in that regard as far as you know getting players replaced who are injured and things like that. I think it would be a lot harder to cancel a minor league season in baseball than it would be in any other sport. Yeah, I mean, just just some of the it says uh, in the article talking about the twenty player taxi squad. It says it's extremely unlikely there will be a minor league season in twenty twenty. And a 20-man taxi squad is the best way to keep players ready and available as injuries get replaced and, um, you know, players need to fill holes. So Yeah, I don't agree with that. Because how are they going to be ready if they're not playing games? That, that's yeah. my only concern. Yeah, I don't agree with that either, especially with guys that are almost to the point where they should be in the majors. And one, one of the guys that, that I bring up that, I, that comes to mind to me is Wander Franco in the race mm. system where this guy is – been shooting up the minor league ranks the past couple of years ever since he got drafted and now he's to the point where he's he's he could he is major league ready i mean this year could be his you know his final you know charade or his final soiree in, in the minors and they'd be able to come up to the majors because everybody was like okay is he coming up next year is he coming up in 2021 so you have guys like that that are on the cusp of coming in and in the, in the majors that could fill in for somebody that gets hurt you know even though we have an 82 game season they ha- they they got to still train. They got to be they got to be ready if they're going to be called up. So I don't I, yeah, I don't think canceling it would be shorten their season. Shorten their 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 minor league season and then have them be ready in the wings when uh rosters expand, especially going into the playoffs. That's what I think they should do. Yeah, I don't know if the major league can afford to either power everything or just power the most important. I think when you look at a cost standpoint and you look at what you have to do if you're going to take money and you know the revenue share now, the reason why they're going to have to do that is because your smaller teams would never compete with your bigger teams. You couldn't have teams like the Rays and the Braves compete 
with the Yankees in Boston in a shortened season because a lot of their money comes from TV money uh, and things like that. So when you shorten the season, you practically chop off all the smaller organizations, you know, you chop off a hand. Um, So this will be interesting. And just, you know, reading more about it, um, I don't know if you can afford to do both leagues and and be able to to keep the major league product on the field as opposed to having a minor league. So, like we'll, we said, a lot of things to work out. But yeah, we'll find out soon enough. Apparently, that the, the players' union is going to look at this proposal and they'll be, I think, uh, deciding on it on Thursday or Friday. So we'll know this yeah. week if that plan gets uh, put into place. So, all right. Well, before we move on, uh, I want to say thank you for everybody to getting us past the 500 like marks on Facebook. Yeah. 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 Thank you. We got 500 more. We'll be at a thousand, but thank you. We we appreciate that for following us on Facebook. And also coming up this Sunday is we have our trivia night uh, via our Zoom and Skype calls. So if you haven't already, go on our Facebook page. Make sure you register. You have a chance to win a $25 gift certificate uh, from Pub 32 Gastro Irish Pub and Grill down in Sarasota. So if you haven't already, make sure you go on there and register. It is free to register, and then you'll have a place uh, for our trivia night. So. Um, you know, a lot of athletes have been going on, uh, you know, the social media, doing what their training regimen is, or they've been doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And one thing that's been kind of sticking out the most is Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, uh, apparently is back. He, uh, he wants to fight again. I don't know if you guys seen, uh, the videos of him just sparring and, and doing training. It's scary. I mean, I, I don't know who, I think you just put him in UFC. Just put him in there and let him let him go to town with all those uh all those people. I don't know. I think he'll he, fit no, right in because he'll bite people. I'd rather have him in the boxing ring and then have him fight Tyson Fury. That'd be a great fight. I mean, I I don't know. At UFC those guys are all a couple sandwiches short of a picnic, if you ask me. So <laughs> put a, put the crazies with the crazies and let them uh, you know kill each other, break their faces, do whatever they got to do. James, have you the seen best, the, the, have you seen the yeah, videos of him training? Say, yeah, I was gonna say, and actually, the best the best tweet that I saw today, uh, which you can you can find us Sports Caffeine by the way on Twitter as well. We're very active on there. Uh, if you go on there, there was a tweet from Shane Graham who said, "If Rocky Balboa can make a comeback at the age of sixty three, then who's to say Mike Tyson can't make a comeback at the age of fifty three? All I'm saying is, look, I and and there's actually if you look on sports betting as well, there's actually a bet going on right now." Uh, whether or not Mike Tyson will come back. Look, I've seen the trading video. Uh, I mean, again, I don't know. It's it's interesting to me. He still looks like he's in great shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think a UFC would be good good for him. I, I think it's a little bit too much because uh, boxing and UFC clearly are just two different things. Yeah. Uh, you could be good at one and be terrible at the other or vice versa. So, you know, I, I think it's one of the things where it would it would be an interesting story to see him come back. Now, could he be effective? I I don't know. To be honest with you, this might be something that boxing needs. Yeah. Because boxing, let's just put it let's just put it for what it is, is not as entertaining as it used to be. And I think UFC's had a lot to do with that. Uh, because just there's there's more brutality with UFC. There's a little bit more, you know, of a mind game that kind of goes into that than boxing. But really, when's the last time that you could say, other than maybe Mayweather and Pacquiao, maybe, that you could say that you were really excited in talking about boxing? Yeah, but was uh, anybody long- was anybody really excited about that fight? They were they were Pacquiao was pay, way past his prime, and Mayweather, 
has just been he's a dancer now in in the, in the ring. And I think the I think the last big hype for I don't think well the McGregor Mayweather fight was was hyped up pretty good. I mean that tour was better than the fight itself. I I, I want this, I want Mike Tyson to get back in the ring. I want Mike Tyson to go and fight Conor McGregor. And that would be fantastic. Yeah, give me I, I give me the like hybrid. Boxing. Yes. <laughs> I don't like boxing though. That's the thing. Like you know, it, and that's what I'm saying is that UFC just has taken things to a whole new level. Um, and with UFC, we talked about it for a second, 249 this past weekend was amazing. Um, every fight in there was very good, especially the last three, including the main event. But it's just, it, it's a situation where I would just say, you know, if Mike Tyson is able to come back at 53 years old, and I think there, there's more excitement in boxing now than there has been in a very long time, even with, even with McGregor and Mayweather, it was, it was kind of a letdown. Like they had this great lead up, this great build, and then, then you saw the fight, and it was just – I think the the build for Mayweather and Pacquiao was the same because you just wanted to see it for so long, and then you finally got it, and it was a disappointment. Well, that, so, that fight was it, like five years too late and for the McGregor fight, and I was stupid enough to buy that thing. was just uh, – it was good for the first round, and then it was just like, all right, somebody's got to get knocked out of here. I'm not going to see any more of this anymore. If, if I – Tyson needs to come back and to fight – one of the age, I wouldn't say even aging heavyweights that's still out there. Because I even I think Tyson Fury's dad offered him a million dollars or was like, hey, let's put up a million dollars to do a charity fight, him versus Tyson Fury. I would watch that. I wouldn't pay for it, but I'd watch it uh, somehow. I know, uh, I know, James, you're 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 messing with some free stuff over there with your uh, with your. Uh, Amazon Fire Stick or whatever you got going on. Well, there. It, ain't, on, it, ain't, on it ain't free. It's not free. <laughs> but if you want to know how to save money on cable and are tired of paying crap money and getting stupid service and all that stuff, reach out to me. And I'll plug. tell you how to save some money. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. plug. <laughs> how much money would it take? How much money would it take for you guys to get in the ring with Tyson? For Ooh. like what? For for five minutes. Five minutes. Dude, at least a million. Okay. Uh, At least for five minutes. I mean, I'm five minutes. I'm five, cheap. Five give minutes. me, give me five hundred thousand. I'll, I'll go five. Oh minutes. God, no! Oh, no, you got to give me. You got to give me a lot of those. But I mean, I, I don't see anything happening unless this is just a, a serious. This has to go beyond outlandish and stupid. This, the, whoever he fights, <laughs> this has to be the ultimate battle of the idiots because he's fifty three years old. No one in heavy heavyweight boxing, I think, is going to touch him. What are the you current saying, champ, Chip? Yeah, no one's the current champ. I think is twenty nine, um, and I mean it, it's you know you got the only place that entertains outlandish and stupid and crazy is the UFC. So if I'm Mike Tyson, I'm going to Joe Rogan and Dana White, and I'm going. Hey, look at me. Come on, I can still fight. You know, and that's and I'm gonna just move around and make more videos and I'm gonna act like, you know, an animal. I'm gonna growl and bite and snarl and dude, Dane they'll figure it out. Dana White we'll, we'll is do gonna... a th- we'll do a three rounds with we'll these three rounds, three minutes each, but we're just gonna do yeah. three three boxing because my legs are so small I don't know how to kick people. Can we do can, right. we, can we can we bite Joe Rogan? Come on, please. Yeah. Can we bite? See. Normal boxing won't have Tyson back. He's 53 years old. He was almost suspended the first time. He ate a guy's ear. I mean, he's I at, he's out I of nibbled. that arena. I, I don't see him going Chip. back into there. But, dude, go be go be a one-trick one, one trick pony. Go make a million bucks really fast. 
go to UFC. They'll get they'll put it on a in a jail and make it a cage match. Ooh. And fucking, <laughs> I mean, dude, just go be a be a walking spectacle. Chip, I like I fight. like what you think. Can you be my man yeah. real quick, please? Yes, give me a Mike Tyson <laughs> jail match. Don't even call it a cage match. James, you know who I'd like to see Tyson fight would be Francis Naganu. Oh god, that would be a fantastic oh. fight. Tyson, I don't know. Tyson would get destroyed. I just, I really think Tyson would get destroyed. You think I'm so? Saying, I Nag- love Mike Tyson, but I, I wouldn't take him in that fight. Nagano, though, he's he's more. He just throws fists everywhere. I mean, the last fight. I mean, the last yeah. fight on Saturday, he was just throwing fists and, and connected with one. Hey, hey one's all it takes. Bro. I know one's all. That's all I'm saying. True. One's all it takes. I swear, I can, I can, get, I can connect one with my pinky now. Everybody thinks it's gonna go down swinging. I swear. Hangover three. I will, like I said, I'll give credit where it's due, though. For 53 years old, I mean, Mike Tyson still looks like he, he's in great shape. So well, he's I'll, slimmed I'll give up. Him that, though. I think he, uh, yeah, they yeah, said he, he lost he, he lost like 30, 30 pounds, and then, I mean, the dude, the dude's hands are still fast, man. Yeah. They're, they'll get you, and they'll they'll put you in the next week. They'll put you in a coma, and you'll be waking up with a new name and a new face. That's, what, that's what's going to happen with you. Jeez. <laughs> so, so, I so – Going in NFL before we get to the Bucks stuff because you know all we talk about is the Bucks nowadays because of you know Brady and Gronk and everything. Uh, that guy, yeah, Who? that guy, Thomas, Tom, <laughs> some guy named Thomas Brady and uh, Thomas Brady, Tom, Thomas Brady and uh, Robert Gron- Gronikowski. Um, yeah. our, our prayers have been answered, fellas. Uh, Joe Testatore and and Booger Booger McFarland have been booted Burger. from yes, thank God uh, they've been booted from Monday Night Football. Thank God I I could not watch. Monday Night Football anymore, mainly because of Booger, because he is the worst commentator ever that has graced the stage of Monday Night Football. So, well, let me tell you this, now, Bushman. When you go on Monday Night Football, the camera's right in front of you. Back to you. <laughs> that's, that's how it was. I know. That is how it was. See, if two plus two <laughs> equals four, then they will throw a quarterback sneak. That's what's going to happen. See, the, the running back's going to run to the left. Back to you. Back to you, Joe. Back to you, Joe. And they're like, I, I'm, I, I, I don't know why they let him stay on for as long as he did. Now I, I got the gimmick, the gimmick of him in that, um, that little, uh, the cart, chair. Yeah, the chair he yeah, had moving around. Yeah. That was kind of a cool idea, but the execution with him was just terrible. Like, okay, if they kick the ball here, it's going to be a touchback. Yes, we know that, Booger. Thank you. If they score here, it'll be a touchdown. It'll be six points. Yes, we know that, Booger. If he eats a cheese sandwich, he's not hungry anymore. Yes, we all know that. Uh, so I, we get it. So I, I want to ask you guys, who would be a good replacement for those guys on Monday Night Football, and who would be who would be great taking over? We all know Tony Romo got you know tried to be lured away from, from CBS to go to Monday Night Football, but he is now with CBS for a lot of money. Uh, and Peyton Manning... Um, has basically said no. He's not going to be doing it either. So, who would be a good replacement for those guys, dude? I want who is the um, his name is escaping me. The punter from the uh, Colts, Pat, oh, McAfee. Pat McAfee. Oh, he'd be yeah, perfect. Dude. I, give, I me, give me McAfee. That's so, what I want in there. He, he won't do it. He, well, no. He, well, here's the thing. He said he's been lobbying for the job, but he said on on his show today, "I'm a big Pat McAfee guy." I mean, he's mm-hmm. he'd be perfect for the job. But he was saying today, "Look, look." You know, I've been gunning for the job for a long time, but I'm to the point where you know what? Maybe it's just not going to happen. And I've you know I'm doing well with the, the show I've got with Fanduel because his podcast and his YouTube show is you know it's big, it's getting a lot of views. He's like, you know, I could I could go all day and, and ask for the job, but you know who's 
nobody's really knocking on my door. I mean, I'm sure there's they're gonna what well, they said they're gonna hire from within ESPN um, to replace those guys. But he, I, I know a lot of people would he would be great for it. McAfee would be perfect for that job. Yeah. But he but he says he's like I'm at to the point where if I don't get it, I'm, I'm not gonna cry about it. He's like I'll just move on to something else. He's like I'm I'm at a zero percent chance I'll probably get the job. So. I mean, I, I'm with you, Chip. I would love McAfee to get that job. Yep. That's uh, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Steve Levy because I I think he's probably he did some XFL games and he actually didn't do terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'll kind of lean toward him a little bit. Um, some of the couple of the other names have been kind of tossed around there. Dan or Dan Orlovsky and Lewis yeah. Riddick as well. I I think those three would be great in there. Um, but, but I think Steve Levy is probably going to be the guy, uh, to replace Tessitore. But again, I don't know. I don't know who you replaced with Booger McFarlane. He's one of a kind. I, I don't know who you replaced. Uh, you were, with. you were replacing oh, with, with the robot. Pat McAfee is who you replaced him with. Listen, if you're ESPN, you have a guy like Pat McAfee, who by the way, could take Monday night football and make it watchable mm-hmm. and make it watchable again from the commentator standpoint. But even he today, and, and he sent out, again, a tweet. We're going to push Twitter today, apparently, a lot. Uh, but he said, there isn't the slightest chance in hell that I get offered the job. Yeah, he said 0% and, chance. 0%. But I think I think he could take that show on the announcer's side and make it probably one of the best out there. I, I, uh, because I, he's just very good at it. He's I think really so, too, because it takes it takes Monday Night Football into the new age of what of, of who's watching football. Because ESPN's ranked number four in the ratings of, of, of football watching. I mean, Fox, you got CBS. Like, ESPN's not in the top two. So if they wanted to take Monday Night Football and the, and the, the new stratosphere of, the, of, of 2020 and beyond, they have to have... Like the Pat McAfee's of the world now. They, Pat McAfee speaks to the almost the millennial generation to our generation that that's watching sports and doing betting and, and everything else because he, he's out he's outlandish. The guy's a big talker. I mean he's he's out there with what he says. I mean we've all seen his show. We've all seen him on ESPN Game Day too as well. I mean you want that 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 personality which he'd be perfect for the job. You put him in that stupid little cart thing. I mean that'd be perfect for him. He'd be able to go around, and if <laughs> even if the XFL goes, look, the XFL should be like, you know what, we're going to do – the NFL should be like, we're going to do what the XFL did, just have somebody on there, we'll be able to talk to coaches, talk to players, have him down there and do what they did in the XFL would make would make ratings go up immensely if they did that. But, you know, he says, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. If they don't want me, they don't want me. I'm not going to, like, cry about it. So I don't know. I like that. And I don't mind Dan Orlovsky either. I mean, he's good to talk from a, a quarterback version – and he's always on a lot of uh, he's on Golik and Wingo, and he's on a lot yeah. of the shows, obviously at ESPN. And I don't I don't mind him, but yeah, you need some color in that booth up there. You know, the guys that have been really successful always had color and could talk off the cuff. And McAfee has the NFL experience, obviously, and the and the stories. And uh, you know, he's got that bravado. He's got that thing you want to watch. So to see what he's going to do next. He's so got yeah, that I hope cert- he gets a shot. He's got that certain I don't know watch. Whatever he's got that, that savoir faire. That whatever that is, I don't. Uh, it just kind of harkens back. You need to if you need a guy like when John Gruden was on Monday Night Football, because Gruden was yeah. perfect. Per, he was perfect for the job. He had the stories. He had the knowledge of the game. So you got to replace. I mean, 
after he left, the game, the watching Monday Night Football was like, I'm going to turn it on mute and just watch the game because the guys around there right now are just terrible. And I liked Mike Tirico, too. Yeah, I, I, I liked Tirico, too. It was really good, and I don't know why he was ever replaced because I thought he was very good on there. I, I don't know why he ever was replaced, but that's that's the wheel that keeps on turning, apparently. I'm, I'm glad yeah. that you brought up Tirico, James, because I was going to ask you guys, who is your favorite Monday Night Football crew? And to me, it's it's Tirico. uh Ron Jaworski, in certain extent, and then Gruden was my favorite team that was on there. Uh, what are you? What about you guys? Oh gosh, well, I mean, it, it was all similar uh, in in time frame and age, but I mean, I always loved watching the older times, and I mean, John Madden would always do games and Pat Summerall, but just broadcasting tandem. I mean, when you go back and listen to uh, to games that Madden did, and and I just loved both those guys. You had some chuckle with Madden, and then you had Pat Summerall reeling in the uh, the serious commentary. I think they should probably bring back my, Al Michaels. They should brought they should bring him. That's, back. Yeah, that's who I was going to say. Al Michaels is is I still I love him even today. I think on NBC, but um, you know they were actually talking about trying to get him at one point a couple of years back, but it just never uh, never really amounted to anything. But yeah, I mean I I really loved. I'm with you though, John Gruden. I thought he brought a lot to it. Um, definitely something awesome with that. Um, outside of that, I mean, I really, I don't know. I, I'm kind of with you. Mike Tirico, John Gruden. Um, I know Chris Berman, obviously you can never go wrong with him. He was on there for a few years, kind of as a, a secondary guy, but, um, you know, so de- definitely those type of guys, but it's going to be interesting to see who they try to replace with them. And, uh, I don't even I – I have no idea who they're going to do at this point. It's going to be somebody internal. They've already said that. So I, I, I don't know who they're going to try to get in there at this I, point. I can see it happening. And this might make me sound a little sexist, but they'll probably switch it up and they'll have two women, probably like Sage Steele and then maybe – well, maybe bring, even bring in Linda Cohn. Is she still around? Is Linda Cohn still doing ESPN or is she retired? I think she still does something. Okay, so they might bright, they might do two women and one guy for Monday Night Football just to just to switch it up and to see what happens. I can see a ESPN doing that. Now I didn't hate Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. See, I hate Chris Collinsworth. I, I, I didn't, I didn't hate that. I hate. I don't him. Hate him. terrible. I didn't. I didn't mind that. Okay. He's better than Joe Buck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Here. Yeah, there's a couple there's a couple of pairs, but I don't know. I agree with you, Al Bushman. I hope they go a little bit new age, and I hope they uh, open up and get get a little different twist on uh, on those you know on those games. Hopefully, who's smacking their their microphone there? Jeez, not me. <laughs> I, I, I think totally if we, me. If we want, we could probably start a hashtag uh, McAfee to Monday Night. Oh, there you go. Yeah, McAfee to Monday Night hashtag it. Let's start that like right now. Twitter right now. Hashtag right McAfee to Monday night or McAfee to Monday or something like that. I trust you, James. Get that McAfee Twitter machine to going. M-N- McAfee to MNF. There you go. That's what we're going to do. Right are you going to use? Are you going to use the numerical two or or two o? No, 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 two o. We got to spell it out. Okay, there we well, go. Well, no, it's one hashtag. I don't know. I'll have to argue with. I always let's go McAfee <laughs> like the number. So shorten it up. Let's go McAfee to MNF. 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 I can't speak to I could do letters. Yeah. <laughs> Hooked on phonics. Make for me. 
All right. The show's out of control. We're getting out of control, man. I know. <laughs> Before we wrap it up, I wanted to, I know everybody's going through everybody's, you know, NFL schedule, and I wanted to maybe ask you guys this, and, and I'm going to go with you, James, first, because, you know, you're one of the big Bucks fans around here. Um, do you think the Bucks fan, the Bucks schedule has really favored them? Do you think the NFL was like, you know what, we want Brady to succeed in this Buccaneers team. We'll, we'll give him a nice little schedule. Do you think the schedule for the Bucks is, is favoring them, or is it not favoring them? Let's see. Um, no outside winter games the last seven weeks, uh, which I think hugely favors them. Mm-hmm. And I think they have a schedule that is manageable and really outside of maybe a couple of these division games uh, could easily be looking at 11 and five or 12 and four. Um, they, they have a very favorable schedule. Now, again, you know, you have to win the games you're supposed to win. We're facing a couple of bad teams, a couple of teams that are still trying to find their identity, if you will. Um, uh, so I think the schedule definitely favors them a little bit more than last year. They also don't have, you know, like six or seven weeks in a row where they have to travel, you know, 20 some odd thousand miles like Seattle. Uh, poor Seattle. They got to travel a lot. Uh, I mean, a ton this year. Uh, but but that's because, you know, they're in Seattle. That's just how it rolls. Uh, but, you know, I think for the Bucks, I think they definitely have a good opportunity with their schedule. Um, I would definitely say that the four home games that four of the home games that they have are against uh, playoff teams last year. So that is the hardest, by the way, in the NFL. Uh, so that that kind of, you know, may I wouldn't say hurt them, but I think it gives them kind of a good opportunity. Five primetime games this year, which is huge. Tom Brady plays well in primetime. We've seen that over his career. Uh, but this will be an interesting schedule for the Bucks, And I think this will be an interesting year for them. Uh, the first year with Tom Brady, who knows how much time they're going to have to prepare, uh, how much time they're going to have as far as training camps and things like that go. So it's it's kind of a toss-up in the air. The schedule looks really good, and I think that there's a good opportunity for them to do really well this year. Uh, but it's going to be dependent upon how much you know time they're going to be able to get into it. Chip, yeah, have you looked at the schedule yet for the Bucks? I know you've looked at your Atlanta Falcons schedule. We don't play the yeah. Falcons until December 20th. End of the year. Yeah. yeah they're the last game, too. Played uh, twice in the last th- four last weeks, weeks, I think it is. Three weeks, yeah. yeah. Chip, do you, so. do you, looking at their schedule, do you see out the gate, you know, the first five games, do you see them maybe going five and one or or four and no, one? No, I mean, five, first five game of the season is at New Orleans. Yeah. And I think that's a loss. Okay. Uh, I think they beat Carolina at home. I think they beat Denver at Denver. And I think they beat the Chargers at home. Uh, if you want to go, they're at Chicago in October. I think if it's snowing in Denver in September, Tom Brady knows how to play in the snow. So does Gronk. But everybody else is afraid of it and has never seen it. So be careful there. But, uh, no, I mean, I think that this team te- – I mean, you can go – the first five games, you could definitely go four and one. The table, the definitely, the table is set for them to to do that. Although Carolina, any divisional game, kind of what James said, the NFC South is probably the worst division in the world where teams just beat up on each other. Um, Carolina obviously has a new head coach, but some of the the coordinators and some of the people that are still there, especially the players who have seen the Bucks, obviously the past couple of years. Things are going to be a little bit different, obviously, with Tom Brady at the helm, but those are always going to be great football games, and I think the the NFC South 
depending upon the personnel, you can sometimes, you know, flip a coin and, and things can go wrong. But Carolina made some really big improvements this year. Uh, so I don't think it's enough, but uh, we'll see what the what the future holds. But, yeah, first five games, maybe four and one. Okay, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I th- I, I kind of want to flip it. I think they, they have a chance to go 5-0 and the first five games. I think they might be or, or New Orleans the first the first one. The, the crowd's not going to be there, which is like their 12th man and down in the Superdome. So if you take that out of the equation, because it gets super loud there, I think the, I think yeah. the Bucks might have a chance to, to beat them. I think they have. I think the, the only reason why I'm giving the New Orleans Saints that is continuity. Yeah, they have. I got you. The Saints have the same – Saints have the same everything. <laughs> that they've oh, and, and you got to remember this. For, they've got their secret weapon. They've got Jameis Winston as their third-string quarterback who has oh the playbook and is going to know everything. Yeah. So that's the reason uh, why. That's huge the reason why. why the first game. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay, all right. James, uh, you know, with with your show coming up, Set the Sales, What's what? What do you guys have for the biggest expectations for the Bucks this year? I, I wanted to post for you and Britt Buck. What's your guys' expectations for this Bucks team? I know you said Super Bowl is not not on the table. I know that I, I agree with you on that. I think it's just playoffs. But what what's the other? And, you know, the expectations for this team is is pretty high. The ceiling is huge. What what do you think coming out straight out the gate with this team is? What what is the expectation now with all the fans and everything besides going to the playoffs and Super Bowl? What is what is the biggest expectation? Do you think out of this team? I think the biggest expectation for me, and, and you know, I can't speak to, to Brit Buck, but I know we've talked about it several times about our expectations for the team. Obviously, as you mentioned, playoffs, things like that. But for me, I'm looking at it from a standpoint of I just want this team to be consistent. Uh, and that's what they're going to have an opportunity to do this year with a quarterback who has been very consistent in his career, obviously, uh, a tight end who's been consistently great for his career, a head coach who – you know, maybe not as consistent as, as you would like, but it's still he knows what it takes to win and he knows how how to do it. And if he has the right personnel, we've seen him succeed in the NFL before. Uh, it's not the first time. So for me, that that's the big word for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for me is consistency. Uh, if you if you can come out every week and play at a high level, uh, and and I said this last week on the show, you know that. To me, the biggest thing for the Bucks is they can't do this thing where they win one game and they lose two, win two and lose three. You know, like they can't do that. You know, if you're going to win, then then you need to win consistently, game consistent games in a row. Um, go on this winning streak. You know, they may lose the first game. I, I'm I'm kind of leaning toward the Saints in the first game as well, um, for a, for a number of reasons. But Chip hit it on the head. You know, the continuity behind the Saints is huge. But if they lose that game and they're able to come out and win, you know, four or five in a row after that, then you're sitting at five and one, six and one, uh, with putting yourself in a great position right out of the gate. And so, I think the schedule again, as I mentioned before, helps them in their consistency. I think they have a good mix of division games, two right out of the gate, and then they'll end with the Falcons with two out of three. So I think there's there's a good opportunity for them to play consistently. But they have to they have to win games, and that's just been the biggest Achilles heel for this team over the last several years is that they're able to put it together for a little bit and then they fall off and then they put it together for a second and they show flashes of greatness and then they just they just die and that's just the end of it uh, and I think that's why they haven't been able to get to the next level is because 
they don't play consistently to be a playoff team in the NFL. And so I think that's that's what they're going to get to this year. I really think that. Um, obviously, it is playoffs bust for me, but I think if they come out and they're able to, to play well for all of these games, then I think they're going to be right there in the thick of it. All right, I think your dog uh, agrees with you too as well. He's been barking in the background. So that's my that's uh, my dog. <laughs> that's your dog. Okay. Yeah, well, we got big old Harley here, Chocolate Lab. Okay, well, then he's a Falcons fan. He hate, then he uh, doesn't agree with uh, with James over there. So <laughs> uh, be, before we got it, here's 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 a wild one that ESPN could do for Monday Night Football is bringing Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. Oh please, never no. watching again. Please, no. <laughs> I will literally. I'll watch on uh, mute. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll watch on mute, and I will write letters every every Monday night. I will burn this and just be like, to the ground. maybe Chip and I can do like a Monday night football commentary if that happens. We'll just we'll I, we'll announce it. I would love that. I would get in full costume yeah. and record and commentate and send Dude, it in. Let's do it. I'm in. I let's mean, go. I'm with you. I would not be. I would not be happy at all. All right, but guys. I think just to wrap up real quick before we get off, ten and six is what I think the Bucks are. Ten eleven six. and five, I can see. Okay, I have them at I eleven. I have them at eleven and five. I know James, you had them eleven and five too, right? I I had ten and six as well until the schedule came out, but I'm going to go eleven and five based on the schedule that I've seen. All right, I like All right. it. On that note, it's been another episode of Sports Caffeine. Uh, joining us as a special guest host is uh, James Ludeman from uh, Set the Sales Podcast, which you can listen to on fanstreamsports.com and also through Books Life Media as well. For myself, Chip, and James, you can follow us on Fanstream Sports. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and also Twitter. You can uh, listen to our show via streaming on Spotify, Spreaker.com, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and a lot, lot more. So make sure to sign up for our Trivia Night, which is coming up on May 17th, this coming Sunday. Just go to our Facebook page and sign up. There's plenty of spots left to win a $25 gift certificate from Pub32. I can't talk. I need to drink more before I do this show. Uh, so for uh, for all of us here at Sports Cafe, we'll see you next time. It is Sports Cafe. Thanks for listening to another episode of Sports Caffeine. Available for streaming on fanstreamsports.com and Fanstream Sports, the app.
Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com.